ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ಭಾಗವತಾಯ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತೈ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀಸದ್ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಸಮಸ್ತಜನಕಲ್ಯಾಣೇನಿರತಮಯಿ ಚಿನ್ಮಯ ಸದ್ಗುರು ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿದ್ವರಂ ಮನೋಜವಂ ಮಾರುದತುಲ್ಯವೇಕಂ ಜಿತೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಬುದ್ಧಿಪತಾಂವರಿಷ್ಠ ಪಾರ್ಟಿಸಿಪೇಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಕಶನ್ 
because this condition you saw in the first chapter and the beginning of the second chapter, it was totally different. From that state of depression, Bhagavan was able to lift him to the extent that he is now asking a question. So he was asking, Sita Pratnasya Kabhasha Samadhistasya Keshava Sthitati Kim Prabhasheta Kim Asita Prajeta Kim. So these are the questions. It may literally, if you translate, it may look like childish, but it is very important. So, Chida Pratnasya Kabhasha. Asha here means language. What language you speak is not what is asked here. Ka Paribhasha. Shankaracharya writes here, commentary, Ka Paribhasha. What is the description of that person? What are the characteristics of that person? How does one explain, describe that person? So this is the question. Ka Bhasha Samadhistasya. The one who is established in Samadhi. The one who is Samadhi here means Atma. It is not an avastha. <coughs> this topic we will discuss later in sixth chapter. We will discuss this. What is Samadhi and what is Paramatma? This Paramatma himself is called Samadhi here. Samadhi is not, if you say Samadhi Staha means a state of mind. So a state of mind which is absorbed in Samadhi. So Samadhi, Dhi means Buddhi, Sama means Samahita. So that which is Samahita Buddhi, where your Buddhi is totally absorbed, that is called Samadhi. So literally meaning, Samadhi means. Now this Samadhi, there are so many versions are there, but we will discuss that point later. Right now I don't want to confuse you. So the, the sixth chapter being meditation, Dhyana Yoga, so we will be having ample occasion to discuss that. So here it is not a state, a mental state. So that means if it is a mental state, Voltaire, Samadhi Chudgaya, you know, I am... I broke my Samadhi. Now I am going into Samadhi. Then afterwards I come out of Samadhi. This comes only when there is mind involved. <coughs> it is a state of mind that is talked about. But here, this Arjuna's question is not that. It's not a state of mind. It is Samadhi here means Paramatma himself. The one who is totally established in Paramatma. Samadhi Keshava. Keshava also, I think I explained to you, Ka plus Isha plus Va. Ka stands for Brahmaji, Isha stands for Shiva, Va stands for Vishnu, the one who is all the three. The Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwara, he is Bhagavan Krishna. So all the Tramutis put together is Krishna. So that we recall, uh, Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam, there is a statement in Bhagavad. So therefore Arjuna is addressing him, Ekeshava, Siddhadihim Prabhasheda. How does he talk? Does he talk at all? 
Now, even if he talk, what kind of talk will be? Does he talk normal? Can we talk to him? How are you, Swamiji? <laughs> How are you doing? Have you had a good night sleep? Like this, can we talk to him? Or he will be always talking of Brahman, <laughs> Atma, Paramatma, Sachidananda, Surubhatma, Ye Jagat Sab Maya Hai, He will be talking only those things. Or he will be talking something like any other normal person. So, Prabhashita. <laughs> Kim Asita, how does he sit? <laughs> sit here means <clears throat> his Vavahara. Whether he will sit in Patmasana or he will sit at all, or some people, some people I got a thinking that Mahatma means he will not sit, he will always be walking or doing something or he is standing. Like this, there may be some doubt. <laughs> so, Kimasita, Vrajeda Kim. Vrajeda means he move around. So, when a Mahatma move around, he will interact with people, isn't it? So, whenever you move around, you definitely interact with people. Now, when I travel from here to Chicago or some other place on the train or in the plane, people will come ask me because looking at my attire, they will be curious. What is this dress? <laughs> Sometimes I get so many remarks, you know, like <laughs> one person told me looking at my attire, it's very cool attire. Where did you get it? <laughs> So, uh, sometimes they, they ask, what is the significance of this color, like that, everybody is curious. Some people look at it, it is personal, they will avoid any question, they will look the other way. But when the child see me, then they will always curious, they don't have any reservation. They ask, why are you wearing this, like that. So, when you are traveling or you are moving about, you interact with people. How does he interact? Even if somebody insult him, what will be his reaction? So, how does he handle the situation? So, this is the question Arjuna is asking. Now, this much we saw yesterday. Now, Bhagavan's answer, that also very beautiful. The, there are 18 verses and describing now Bhagavan. Vyasa Bhagavan is the one who is writing this through the mouth of Bhagavan Krishna. So, so this is Ambatva Anusandhadami Bhagavad Gita Bhavadveshini. So Bhagavad Gita is to be reflected, meditated upon. This is a Manana Granta. Anusandhana means Manana. You have to reflect upon the meaning. It is not that one reading you will get everything. No. <laughs> you have to keep on reflecting upon the meaning. <clears throat> now here the challenge for Vyasa Bhagavan is to paint the picture of this Tita Pratnya. He cannot use the color brush, a canvas etc. He cannot use it here because Arjuna you know, in the battlefield. Second one is if it is a canvas picture, it is limited. And if it is a sculpture also, maybe three-dimensional, four-dimensional. But if it is a picture, you cannot show the other side. Only one side they can see. <coughs> if it is a sculpture, you can see all sides. But then it is taken a frozen moment. 
See, like Jansi Rani, you know, <laughs> on a horse. It is one of those moments. <laughs> it is frozen. That is called sculpture. <laughs> but you cannot show movement. So, even the painting picture or sculpture, they all have limitations. But here, Bhagavan had to show all the thing, all aspect of the Siddha Pratnya with movement. So, how does he do it? He is doing it with the word painting. Now, here also there is a difficulty. <clears throat> the difficulty is, if it is a canvas, it is stationary. So, you can pin the canvas onto the wall and you can paint it. And even if you make a mistake, you can erase it and redo it. Sculpture also, the story stationary, you can do all kinds of things, chip off or make it, whatever you want to do. Why the object is stationary? But here the challenge is, <coughs> this Bhagavan has to paint the picture of this Siddha Pratnya in the canvas of Arjuna's mind. <coughs> See, this is not a stationary canvas. The mind is very dynamic, it is always changing. So, Bhagavan has to anticipate, like what, the possible doubt that may arise in the mind. Suppose suddenly you paint a picture of this the Pratnya. A doubt rises in the mind of Arjuna, then what happened? Whatever paint you have, picture you have painted, it has disappeared. <coughs> I remember once I was traveling with Gurudev and we were in Mysore. It was May 8th, so it was Gurudev's birthday. So the, the devotees there, the youngsters, they were chick, chinmaya, kendra people, youth. They wanted to give Gurudev a surprise. <laughs> you know, they are always like surprise, birthday surprise. It's not party or anything, but <laughs> something else. So they took him, uh, after his morning class, he took him in a car and then uh, in a small room. They went to the house in a small room. And in that room there was a tub. In that tub, actually that room was divided into two. One portion was this like a tub filled with water. And in that water, on top of the water, they have made rangoli. You know this rangoli. Rangoli what? This, uh, this picture. Gita <laughs> was giving lecture on Gita, so naturally. So Lord Krishna and five horses and then Arjuna and the chariot, everything. So, and Gurudev was admiring that, suddenly what happened, you know, in Mysore, May, during May, it's very hot. <laughs> so, by the time people have gathered, wherever Swamiji goes, a lot of people will go with him. So, suddenly one person, he didn't know what was going on, out of compassion for everybody, put on the fan. <laughs> when the fan was on, we were watching and suddenly Bhagwan's peacock feather is gone 
and then his crown is going, then the horses are disappearing, then somebody said, hey, hey, hey please stop, and then they stopped it, by the time it was already late. <laughs> this, <laughs> at least in the, it was at least water, you can still make it. But if the mind is a canvas, it is more challenging than this. The moment Arjuna raises a doubt, whatever picture that he painted, it will disappear. So therefore, Bhagwan has to anticipate the possible doubt that may arise in the mind of Arjuna and then paint the picture. <laughs> Answer the question before it comes so that the picture will be safe. So this is the style you will see Bhagwan is going to handle this particular <laughs> picture of Siddha Pratnya. Okay, let us see now. Shri Bhagavan Vacha with oneself alone means content with by himself. 
ಸ್ಥಿತ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಸ್ತದೋಚ್ಯತೆ ಸ್ಥಿತ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞ ತದಾ ಉಚ್ಯತೆ ದಿದ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಆಫ್ ವಿಸ್ಟಮ್ ಉಚ್ಯತೆ ಇಸ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಟು ಬಿ ದೆನ್ ಈಸ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಆಫ್ ವಿಸ್ಟಮ್ ನಾವು ಹೇರ್ ಪ್ರಜಹಾತಿ ಪ್ರಕರ್ಷೇನ ಜಹಾತಿ ಜಹಾದಿ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಟು ಗಿವ್ ಅಪ್ ಪ್ರಜಹಾದಿ ಮೀನ್ ನೋ ಟ್ರೇಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಎನಿ ಡಿಸೈರ್ ಲೆಫ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಗಿವನ್ ಅಪ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ಲಿ ಸರ್ವಾನ್ ಆಲ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ಸ್ ಕಾಮನ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ಸ್ ಮನೋಕದಾನ್ ದಟ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ ದರ್ ಅಪಿಯರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಮನೋಗದಾನ್ ಕಾಮನ್ now from this what we understand even a jivan mukta purusha is not free from desires this one thing we have to understand now what type of desire he entertained that makes the difference so this kamaan prajahati generally if you translate literally all the desires are removed when you say this has to be understood very clearly because otherwise the whole thing will be a problem <laughs> see one cannot remove all desires if you remove all desires you cannot live <laughs> desire will end only at the graveyard as long as you live you have to have some desire or other so what type of desire is not removed and what type of desire is removed we should know so otherwise it would be a wrong information wrong understanding because when you see mahatmas great saints and sages like shankaracharya or gurudev they also entertain desire isn't it but what type of desire they entertain that also makes the difference so desire itself is not what is removed so what type of desire is removed we should know so there are something called shuddha kama <coughs> shuddha kama means the desire that shastra allows is called shuddha kama now there are three conditions for shuddha kama one is it has to be legitimate mean dharmic righteous so then the kama should be moderate then third one is non binding dharmic kama legitimate kama is desiring a child to grow well well educated as a parent i do my duty towards my child i want to fulfill my duties which is delegitimate desire i want to buy a house by earning money legitimately these are all dharmic desires don't say that a person who has to give up all desires you know <laughs> standing on the road <laughs> waiting for somebody to help him it's not like that <laughs> so this is called dharmic desires now suppose you are hungry you want to eat food 
There you want to have a shelter, food, shelter, clothing, etc. These are all dharmic desires. There's nothing wrong in that. And fulfillment of desire should be dharmic way, proper way. Thank you. So if this is called the legitimate desire, this is Shuddha Kamaha. This nobody should give up, okay? <laughs> it is not that even Jivan Mukta Purusha also, he has to live under a shelter. He need an ashram to live. And when he is hungry, he has to eat food also. So, and he has got certain facilities so that people come and benefit from his wisdom. That also. So, these are all very important because when they were living in the Himalayas, only one or two students went there because they could not take all the severity of the weather and the conditions. Now, our Gurudev himself, when he studied at Tabonji Maharaj, he was the only student because he could not afford to keep other students there. <laughs> there was no accommodation available. Only one Kutiya was there. So, it is very difficult for, to, for him to accommodate another person. Only one person could stay. So, now what happened? Because of the facilities available, all of you are able to come and listen to. So, these are all Shuddha Kamaha, the righteous desire. There is nothing uh, wrong in that. Then the second one is called moderation. <laughs> See, there should be moderation in worldly pursuit. However, one, much one is busy, one must be able to spend time time to contact his spiritual center. He should be able to allot some time for spirituality. It may be study of scriptures, reflection on what you have studied or interacting with the spiritual person or doing some puja or chanting. It is not enough that you spend time only for earning money <laughs> and providing for your family. You should have time for invoking this Paramatma because every human being is a mixture of both spiritual and material personality. <laughs> we are a mixture of both. See, material means what? Your physical body is material, made of material. And the enlivening factor in you is spiritual. <laughs> that what, what is that make you alive is spiritual. And we ourselves, if you look at it, we are a combination of these two. So, one part alone we take care. All the time thinking about making money, providing for children, etc. This is how we spend our life. But there should be time we should devote for ourselves and the spiritual growth. A, a life dedicated to only material gain is a lopsided approach. So second condition is providing time for spirituality. This is called moderation. So you people found time for the Gita lecture. That itself is a great <laughs> the moderation. Now the third factor is non-binding. You should convert your desire to a non-binding desire. Now this is a very tricky part. 
What is the difference between binding and non-binding desires? A binding desire has the potential to upset you, afflict you. Now, I have a wonderful plan for my child. What all I should do? A successful doctor or engineer, earn six-figure salary, and then he will take me around the world. But the child is interested totally in something else. Uh, he wants to become what? <laughs> something else. He will suddenly come and tell you, so, Dad, Mom, I have an announcement to make. What? I am joining the ashram. <laughs> now, you are think you are planning everything for him. And you know, all sannyasis, their parents also, they must have had great dreams about that person, isn't it? So they never expected him to be a sannyasi. So all parents think that sannyasi's life is a waste. <laughs> he is a dropout. You know, I, I was there one house, you know, this lady told me, Swamiji, this boy of mine, you know, he is a dropout from college and he is doing nothing in the house, sitting there doing nothing. I think he is good for the ashram. <laughs> now think about it. Their idea of people coming to the ashram is useless people, <laughs> good for nothing. Then I asked Amma, you think, you are also thinking about me the same? <laughs> so, sannyasi life is not like that, please. <laughs> A binding karma means desire is a time bomb which can disturb me any time. See that this, you expect something that to happen from the child, that you have brought up this child, he will take care of me, he will protect me, he will do something for me in return, etc. If you start expecting, then it is a binding desire. And if you have performed your duty, your, whatever that you have to do to the child as a duty, Ishara Prabhatya, so we saw that Karmanyavadikaras at that time. So then what happened? That desire is not binding. So I remember once, you know, Gurudev, one journalist went and asked Gurudev, Gurudev, you have built this ashram. There are 300 centers all over the country, all over the world. Are you not worried after you who will look after it, what will happen to the organization? Have you thought about it? Then they also pointed out that whoever started the organization, the founder has gone, the organization has collapsed. So are you not thinking about protecting your organization? They immediately looked at her and said, who cares? He says, I don't care. Because what is to be done? In my time, I thought this is the right thing to do. I did it. If my disciples want to continue it, let them continue. It is not my problem. This is called unbinding desire. Even though he built it, he was not attached. If it collapsed, let it collapse. It doesn't matter. See, Bhagavan Krishna... Before he left this world, he destroyed the whole Yadumsha. Think about it. No attachment. <laughs> he says, see, these Yadus are becoming stronger because of my power 
and if I leave them like this, then again they become evil, and again I will have to come back again taking some avatara, and I am not interested in coming back again soon, so therefore let me destroy them. So he destroyed them totally, destroy means what? They have given mukti to them. So that is called total detachment, unbinding desire. This mental preparedness born out of wisdom in converting karma into non-binding karma. This is called the so desire which fulfills these three conditions, legitimate, moderate, non-binding, then that karma desire is called Shuddha Kama. Even Jnani have Shuddha Kama. Adi Shankaracharya also had Shuddha Kama because of the desire alone he could write Bhashyas, commentaries on Upanishad, Bhagavad Gita, Brahma Sutra, etc. to bless the humanity, to help the humanity. In Taitriya Upanishad also it is said, Lord will so kamayata bhagusyam prajayayeta satapotapyata satapattaptva So it is said, so agamayata he desired. Sa means the Lord. The Lord desired. Why should he desire? You know, there is a lot of questions are there in that particular top portion there. In Taitriya Upanishad, Bhashigara Shankaracharya writes this kama is Shuddha kama. He wanted to bless the humanity, therefore he desired. It is not a desire that is binding. <coughs> so, so, in Bhagavan and Jnani, the desires are Shuddha Kama. If they are fulfilled, wonderful. Not fulfilled, also wonderful. So there, Prajahadi Yada Kaman means Prajahadi Yada Ashutta Kaman. So the Ashutta Kamaha, impure thoughts that alone is to be removed, renounces. All Ashutta impure Kamas, whatever desire he has, and whatever that he entertains is Shuddha Kamaha. So these desires are born of vasanas. Vasana, tanavam, rama, miksha. So Guru Vasistha tells in Yoga Vasistha, vasana, tanavam, rama, miksha, moksha. Thinning down of vasanas means completely renouncing it is called moksha. Vasana, tanavam, rama. Now what is bondage? Padartha vasana dangam. More and more clinging, craving for object is called bondage. So, I hope you all know vasana. Vasana means residual. When you perform an action, that action gives you a result. Any action gives you a result. And when you enjoy the result, there is a taste of that experience. The joy of that experience is retained in the memory. And this residual of 
this karma or phala is called vasana. Our Gurudev used to give an example. When you cut garlic in the morning and you have washed your hair, then evening by mistake your finger goes near the nose. What happens? Still the smell is there, isn't it? <laughs> that is called vasana. <laughs> Even though the action is done long time ago, but that experience of that particular karma, karma bala, retained in the subconscious in the form of vasana. It's called samskaras, vasanas. And these vasanas are the one who gives you desire. And in everybody it is different, it is not the same. So each one of us, we have different idea about how to have a good time. So that's why once you know, Gurudev was coming here, immigration officer, after putting this, you know, the seal and giving the passport back to Swamiji, he said, Swami, have a good time. They just said, have a good one. Gurudev immediately turned around and asked, how? <laughs> now this is, he never expected. How to have a good time? Tell me. That's what he's really. Everybody has got their own idea. If you ask, what is a good time? A child was asking his father, Father, Dad, when I go to heaven, is there any computer games available? <laughs> See, without computer game, he can't think about a place having joy, happiness and all that. That is his mind. So, but you and I, if you go to heaven, what will you ask? That's different. Completely different according to each one of our vasanas. So our idea of having enjoyment is totally different. <laughs> so vasana is the main source of desire. Now the whole idea is what? Dushta vasanas, we have to convert that into shuddha vasanas. Now this is called purushartha. This is called sadhana. Spiritual sadhana is to convert this dushta samskaras into shuddha samskaras, shuddha vasana. So then it will not be binding. So prajahadiyada sarvan kaman, once all the desires are given up, then this happiness is definitely experienced. Why? Because happiness is not depending upon external things. This is a misunderstanding. We think that all joy is due to outside sources. Once that thought is removed, then what happened? He discovers joy in himself. So, Prajadi Yathakama and Sarvat. Once there are so many discussions are there. So suppose you remove the desire, will it not be a suppression? Because it is a jihadi, kama or jihadi. Remove the desire as it rises in the mind. As it rises in the mind, you remove the Desire. There a question is asked. 
when you remove the desire, then what happens? Suppression comes. That's why in unintelligently, if you try to suppress your desire, what will happen? It will explode in other times. <laughs> so here, pratyahati doesn't mean that you unintelligently remove the desire. <laughs> the mind has to be educated. So that is called sadhana. Mind has to be educated again and again to show the mind the consequences of pursuing that particular path. So if the mind starts thinking about the consequences, then the mind will not attempt to do that mistake. One time you will make mistakes. Second time, if you remind the mind, hey, last time you did this mistake, what has happened to you? What did you get out of it? Did you see the consequences? Do you want to go through the same thing? So this is what intellect and the mind, there is a continuous conversation going on in our mind. And this sometime intellect has to give concession to the mind. Sometime intellect has to be very strict with the mind also. So once the mind appreciates the consequences, then it will not be a suppression, it will be an intelligent management of desires. So today is the language of everything is management, isn't it? Manage, time management, the money management, personal management. So this is a management time. So here we are talking about desire management. How you manage your desire? This is very important because we know everything to manage, but we don't know how to manage our desire. This conversion of the Dushta Vasana into Shuddha Vasana is the right management of karma desire. So, once you have that, there is no more suppression. Sarvan Parthavanogadan Atmani Eva Atmana Dushtaha Stita Pratyaha Tatha Uchyate So then he is called Stita Pratyaha. When he is able to, that means what? It is not that even Mukta Purusha will not entertain any desire. He will also have desire. But as it comes, as it rises in his mind, he is able to remove it. Why? Because he knows the consequences. And he is able to remove it without any regret. So because he is totally convinced about the consequences. And the consequences is what? Is the joy, I may pursue this particular desire, I may get certain joy, but this is temporary, and that joy will lead me to another problem, so it will be bondage. So I will invite myself into bondage is not a problem, but bondage makes you a slave. <laughs> the slavery is the problem. <laughs> so once you become addicted to it, then there is no way you can escape that. So this consequences he understand, therefore removing the desire is easy for him. So this is called alert living. Now continuing. Dukkesh 
say when sorrow comes welcome then that sorrow will become sorrowful and goes away because <laughs> sorrow comes to make you unhappy and if you don't become unhappy the sorrow become unhappy and leaves you <laughs> same with sukham remember it does not remain all the time our own sarupa which is ananda sarupa alone going to remain all the time so dukkheshu anuddiktamana sukheshu vigatasprada now vita raga bhaya krodha this is very important idiom that bhagwan uses throughout gita raga bhaya krodha see attachment is different than love there are two words one is love raga one is attachment which is raga and another is called love which is sneha so raga attachment is emotional dependence psychological leaning which is the fundamental trait of samsara so attachment is different than love attachment comes out of weakness or dependence and there is an expectation but love comes out of mental strength in love it is always what i can give to my beloved but in attachment what will i get out of the relation this is a difference in attachment there is this controlling factor whereas in love there is freedom in love you give freedom in attachment you control this is a difference result of attachment is what bhayam fear the more i am dependent the more i feel insecure and everything we depend upon in this world is insecure other than god everything else is insecure and you are seeking security in an insecure objects naturally it is not going to be successful so wherever there is attachment there will be bhaya now we used to give an example you know like your only child he has gone to school and generally the bus comes 2:30 between 2:30 and 3 o'clock the bus comes and buses come and go child is not there now suddenly fear comes isn't it what what happened to my child then you start you know you read so many news uh, reports saying that the the bus ran over the child and things like that or did he meet with any accident or somebody kidnapped my child so immediately you ring up the uh, the school and find out the child was there in the bus she said oh, yeah i personally saw the child is the bus so he is gone the bus also then he has not come so what happened all possible then you start calling up the emergency ward is there any child admitted recently <laughs> like this you 
all those things you do, that that I am walking up and down, uh, restless, isn't it? Because of fear. Fear because of what? Your attachment to the child. Then after two hours, let us say the child walks in quietly. Then that fear, what happened? <laughs> Anger, isn't it? Krodha. <laughs> As you start beating up the child, that's the time mother comes and protects the child, isn't it? <coughs> this is natural. So that's why Bhagavan uses the idiom, Raga Vaya Krodha. So, <clears throat> this is because we are totally psychologically dependent upon that particular object for our growth, for our happiness. Now this is called Raga. And this makes you weaker and weaker. And the other person knows that you have that attachment for you, for him. He will take advantage of it also. So, this is where we have to grow. It is something like a child when he's growing up. Or let us say you met with an accident, you want to use a cane for walking. Then after some time when you... Uh, the, the, the strength of your leg has come back, let us say. Once the strength has come back, then you are no more interested in that cane. So you will throw the cane, isn't it? So this is called maturity. <laughs> so right now we need all this cane for our psychologically we need the support. <laughs> so many things are required for us for our psychological support. If that person is not there, you feel miserable. And you think that person has to be there all the time in your life. Then you feel miserable. This shows you are weaker and weaker in psychologically. <laughs> the psychological maturity is when you, be, you discover your dependency only that which is permanent and that is Bhagavan. The Lord alone is permanent and He alone can give you permanent happiness permanent security. This appreciation until it is done, we become dependent upon the world. The more you become dependent upon the world, more psychologically you are weak. <laughs> this is what is pointed out here. Vita Raga Bhaya The one who is free from Raga Bhaya Krodha. Tidadir Muni Ruchyate Munihi means a true sage Mananasilavan Muni Mananat Munihi the one who has done reflection Mananam so he has right knowledge one who is a Muni he alone becomes Tidadihi a man of contemplation alone become a man of wisdom so, Dukkeshu Anuddhikta Manaha Sukheshu Vigyadas Pruhaha Vita Raga Bhayakrodaha Sthitadhir Muniruchyate I remember a joke, let me tell you. If a person opened the door for his wife, understand, either the wife or the car must be new. <laughs> Wherever you have attachment, there is always problem. Fear comes, isn't it? 
an example there was a one go you know a, a demon a demon caught hold of a man and he threatened him that if you don't do work i will eat you now that fear because of that fear this man kept on working 24 hours 365 days keep on working because he always threatened him that i will eat you up and this man one day went to the market he saw a sadhu maharaj he asked him why are you like this famished <laughs> looking terrible you feel miserable and he said this is the case this rakshasa caught me and he is threatening that he will kill me so i have to do all kinds of errands and i have no time to rest or eat or anything <coughs> that's why i am like this sadhu maharaj said see he is only threatening that he will eat you if he eats you then who will do his work so he will not eat you <laughs> and you be bold you go back and tell him suppose next time he threaten you you refuse to work you take your like a one or once a week you no know, one one day a week take off you put up your demand you know like this you refuse to work let him say if he come to tell you i am going to eat you he said yeah eat me <laughs> then what happened let us see suppose he eats me then what happened <laughs> i say he will not eat you because he wants somebody to do his work had consoling that the mahatma he got some courage he came back then he was sitting idle doing nothing the rakshasa ke hey what are you doing get up and do work i am not doing i will eat you okay go ahead and eat then the rakshasa understood that if i eat him who will do my work so he said okay okay what do you want monday through friday only i work <laughs> saturday sunday i want off then i want vacation one month <laughs> like this sickly all <laughs> that thing then bonus everything he demanded that is why you people are now working monday through friday only that person is the reason <laughs> the idea here is once you have that fear overcome you know then then what happen you become strong mentally whatever that you are afraid of losing you settle your mind you are ready for it then you see you get the strength as long as you think that i will lose i will lose then you will become weaker and weaker and weaker this is what we have to understand from this now this tidapratte lakshana rangracharya writes here why is, what is it going to see it is a lakshana of tidapratte right a man of study wisdom we have not reached there what is the use of reading this for us we are not there bhagavan shankaracharya says for all sadhakas it becomes an inspiration to practice so their lakshana their characteristic when you read it gives you a standard to reach we are not reach there but it will give you a standard where to reach so it will give you kind of a inspiration to live for your sadhana now continuing 57 ുഭാശുഭം നിന്ദിനത്ത് 
Kavi Samvela, you must have heard Kavi Samvela. Some places, they organize, some organization use, uh, organize Kavi Samvela. Kavi means poet. And each poet is invited there and they are asked to read their poem. So one poet was very notorious. So people decide that the moment he starts reading, they will throw some rotten egg chappals and all that. (laughs) But this person was smarter than them. (laughs) What they did? He went and bought all the rotten egg and the (laughs) this thing from the market. And people want to throw because it's not available, so they could not. Then he started reading his poem. <laughs> so, see. <coughs> so, this person, he is not worried about the reaction of the people. He wanted to do, he does it. He is not worried about what the other person thinks. <coughs> There is crude example, okay, I am not giving you a good example. This is a very crude example, but that's not what Mahatma does. He moves about in the world without getting attached. The examples given in this world, many, many Upanishad gives example, when the birds fly in the sky, they don't leave any marks. <laughs> the same way Mahatma moves about in this world, he never leaves any marks. Marks means what? He never get attached to anyone. <laughs> the same way they move about. The fishes move about in the river or the water. They also never leaves any marks. The same way Mahatma lives, move about in this world. He never leaves any mark. Then he never get attached to anything. <laughs> now, <clears throat> Why? Because if person keep on reacting, so this sarvatra rabisne tattatprapishvashvam, whether certain things are received, good things are received, happy, bad things are received, unhappy. Na abhinandadi nadveshti. If somebody respect you or for the insult you, he doesn't get react. He never get react reaction. So that is what I use that example. This kavi Somebody disrespect you, he is not affected. He continued to read his poem. <laughs> so that is, that's what I said, it's a wrong example. But that's not the way Mahatma behaves. Even if you... There is a um, story about uh, Bhagwan Buddha. Buddha went to ask for food because he used to go for making food every day. And one place uh, he went, this person was not believing in sadhus and all that, he was nastika. He started uh, abusing Buddha, saying that these Mahatmas like you, why don't you start working something good for your living? (coughs) You people are a parasite in the society. I am not going to support you people like this. He closed the door. And the disciple got really angry. He said, 
Guruji, can I go and give him one or two <laughs> for his, his uh, misbehavior towards you? The Buddha said calmly, if you received his abuse, go out and do it. I never received it. <laughs> so even though he abused, Buddha never received those things. He never acknowledged it. He was no reaction. The moment you receive, then only the problem, isn't it? If you don't receive the abuse, then who you react? Sai Baba used to say that when you address a letter, if the address is wrong, what happens? It goes back to the center, isn't it? <laughs> so you should say somebody is abusing you. You have address. You have a wrong address. That's all. He'll go back to him. <laughs> so, our Gurudev used to say very calmly somebody calls you a buffalo or a donkey, immediately you check your ears, you know. Is it not grown? Tail also not there. Then look at him. I think you are mistaken. <laughs> you are calling a wrong person donkey. If this way you behave, what happened? That person you call me dog, you feel miserable. <laughs> so, this is called Na Abhinandadi Na Dvesti Tasya Pratya Pratishtida. So, this we can understand only when. See, all these characteristics we are talking about, we will appreciate according to our ability to understand. See, even though the descriptions are given, but how you understand it is all depend upon your maturity. It's something like a person who is exposed to music for so many years. When he goes to the concert, when that person renders a music, he will be appreciating that nuances. But you and I were not, we have, we have appreciation for music, but we don't have the the knowledge of music, so what happened? Our appreciation is very low level. <laughs> the same way Mahatma's description is given here, but our understanding of that particular person very limited to our capacity to judge. So therefore, we should not jump into the conclusion that I have understood this person. No, <laughs> it is not possible. <laughs> Now continuing. Yada samharate chayam. Like Kurmaha Iva, 
called Purma here means tortoise. Angani limbs. Like the tortoise withdraws its limbs. Tasya Pratya Pradhistida. Like the tortoise that withdraws its limbs, this person is able to completely withdraw the sense organs from their object. His knowledge is steady. So, in the previous verse, Dhamma, Dhamma means physical control, was highlighted. Yes, Sarvatra Ravisneha Dattat Prapish Bhajavam Na Abhinandadinda Dvishtidasya Pratyabhadishtida There the point was, Dhamma means physical control. Here it is mental, Shama. Mano Nikraha is highlighted here. In the case of man of wisdom, he is able to withdraw his thoughts at will. It is not out of fear, hatred or distaste, but it is interested, he is interested in enjoying the self. His own nature becomes so dominant that his interest in this world is not as much as we have. So, Like the tortoise, what happened when there is a danger, it withdraws all its limbs unto him. The same way, we should be able to withdraw intelligently at the appropriate time when it is dangerous. Suppose now let us say <laughs> a diabetic patient, as most of the Swamis are, so, <laughs> Swamis and diabetes are synonyms, I think. And when you don't want something and when you cannot take anything, that comes to you always. Say, whenever you look for something, you never get it. When you don't want something, it follows you. <laughs> I remember Gurudev used to give an example. He never liked this bengen, you know this. Bengen means eggplant. He never ate in his life. So one day, one house he went, this lady made one bengen curry. Now he's a sadhu, when somebody serves something, he cannot say no. But he looked at it, he didn't like the sight of it, you see. <coughs> so he took it and gulped it. And the lady came and said, hey, Swamiji likes it, you put I waited, all the food is over, and finally he took it. Now, she confirmed, Swamiji likes bacon. Next house he went, she telephoned. Guruji they like this bacon. So that house, what happened? Bengen curry, bengen sambar, bengen chutney, bengen raita, everything bengen. Now what to do? <laughs> like that, this the damage is not over. One year it went on like this. So whatever he wanted to avoid, look at this. With a vengeance it is coming back. 
then afterwards, one year he said, I started liking it, now I don't get it. <laughs> this is irony of life. So, don't hate something or something like that. If it is there, fine. If it's not there, it's fine. So, when certain things are very dangerous, you know it, then withdraw at the right time. 42nd Street subway, somebody is threatening you with a knife. Don't become a hero there, you know. Withdraw. <laughs> Immediately give him what you have. At least for their dakshina you carry some money. <laughs> you know, Don't say, I don't have money. Then you will get beating from them. Why didn't you carry his money? <laughs> So you better carry some money for them. Certain areas when the life is threatened, or you know that if I get into this, I will get into a hook, it will hook me. So withdraw. That is why in the temples, if you go, traditional temples, before the sanctum, sanctum, you will see a tortoise, car, and on top of it there will be a lamb or something. That tortoise indicates that you are in front of the sanctum sanctum. Here, please completely withdraw yourself from the worldly things. Concentrate on Bhagavan. That's a message. <laughs> but what we do? We open our list. <laughs> the moment we reach the sanctum sanctum. <laughs> so, this is called Manonikraha. Ability to control our thoughts. Tortoise as a tortoise does not have the strength to fight, so it withdraws its limbs when its senses are in danger. Kurma angari samvarada samvarate. This advice is for a sadhaka, not for Siddhapratya. As Siddhapratya's knowledge is so firm, nothing can disturb him. This Kurmonga and Sarvashaha, Indriyanikraha, Manodhikraha, both are advised to a sadhaka. So that's why in Ramayana Wali is the example of lust. As long as valley is not in front of you, there is no problem. So suppose you have a weakness for something and that object come in front of you, your strength of control will go away, isn't it? That's why Wali has got this blessing, whoever comes in front of you, his half power will go to him. So, same thing, suppose you have a weakness for Rasagula, and that Rasagula come and sit in front of you, try to control, impossible, your half strength is gone. <laughs> And exactly. That's why Bhagavan had to shoot him from behind. <laughs> Lord alone can take tackle of that kind of situation. So surrender to Bhagavan. He will take care of the problem. So Yadha Samharate Chayam Kurmungari Vasarvasha Indriyan Indriyarte Piha Tasya Pratya Pradhistita. So that's why Bhagavan Shakaracharya 
Sunday you leave it, we go at least one day we eat. Like this, if you go on forever, what happens? Your appetite to go totally. You, you will not be able to eat. Your uh, this, uh, small intestine, everything will shrink. It doesn't work. So, Vishaya Vinivartande Niraharasya Dehinaha. You will not have interest in any object. <laughs> any eatable thing, you will not be interested. But, Rasavarjam Rasopyascha Param Dashtva Vivartade. Leaving the longing behind, even though you may not indulge, but the taste of it will remain. Rasavarjam, leaving the longing behind. Rasopyascha, Rasahapyascha. Longing taste of even asya of his param drishtva nivartate. That will go only by knowing the truth, seeing the supreme param drishtva nivartate. Until he experiences that ultimate, the taste will not go. He may not indulge, but the sensory addiction, that mentally addiction. See, mental addiction is deeper than physical addiction. So even if a person gives up sensory addiction, still mental addiction lingers. One may give up drinking alcohol, but that rasa, longing will still be there, you see. This longing for alcohol will only go when one discovers one thing more powerful, more intoxicating. This is why alcoholics require prayer. Without prayer, they cannot easily get rid of problem. Our Gurudev uh, used to give an example for to appreciate this. A Zen monk, old monk, was walking along Ganges. heard a voice, say me, say me. A young girl was drowning in the water, Ganges water. The old man stood there for some time, looked at her and walked away. Immediately following him was a young brahmachari. He saw the girl suffering, you know, she immediately jumped into the water, brought her and saw to it that she is now safe and left and walked behind this sadhu, old sadhu. And you know, in the pilgrim centers like, you know, Gangotri, Aminotri and all that, if you walk for some time, there will be chhatra, you know, resting places are there. So this, this old man was walking alone, so he had, he must have been tired sitting there, he was sitting in one place. So the Brahmachari saw that 
So he took some warm water with salt, you know, if you warm water with salt, it will relieve you all your muscle pain. So he went to do massage for this old man. As he was massaging this old man, old man looked at this brahmachari. He said, you should not have done that. What? Massaging? No, no, no. I am thankful to you. What did you say what you have not done? See, you are a brahmachari jumping into the river and carrying that young girl. It's not correct. It is against brahmachari. That boy looked at this Mahatma and said, Maharaj, I left her there, you are still carrying her. <laughs> this is called rasam. Even though that person, whatever he wanted to do, he didn't, he forgot about it. He didn't even carry that memory. But this person did not do anything, but he carried the memory. This is called rasam. Even though you may not physically indulge, but mental taste will remain. That will go only when you experience the highest. Until then, don't get me hoodwinked by your mind, saying that now I overcome this problem. Now I am above that. If you start thinking, then what happened? Your mind will make you do it. <laughs> so therefore, don't challenge nature. You will be in trouble. So, Niraharasya Dehinaha Vishaya Vinivartande Niraharasya Dehinaha Rasavarjam Rasopyascha Param Nishtva Nivartade So, a person who give up smoking, then after some time he will tell you how he gave up his smoke. With what? Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> There is a, now you said you gave up smoking one year ago, now you are smoking, I'll tell you that story also, <laughs> how he picked up again, like that. So why? Because the taste is not gone. That is why he is still not able to give up. This will come only when he experiences the highest, that is his own self. Ah. Okay, we'll stop here tomorrow. We'll see. All those verses are very beautiful. Shall see the next one tomorrow. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnan Purnam Dachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashade Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Pyo Namaha Hari Om